explore, read, consume knowledge from some great people, some thought leaders and people that have changed the world or affected change in a big way and steal their confidence and their belief and their teachings. And that's what I did. I almost leaned on them. I stood on the shoulders of giants, so to speak. And I imagined what it would be like to implement the things that they were talking about and think the way they think. Your inner voice has been drowned out by the noise around you, but you've always had a deep desire to make a difference. And now you're ready to step into your greatness and develop the identity you need to build towards your ultimate goal. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon Podcast. Making the world a better place by unleashing human potential will help you create your own reality by increasing your self-awareness, cultivating an unstoppable mindset, and finally finding the passion, purpose, and true self so that you can live the life you are always destined to live. Now, welcome your host, a lifelong learner and growth mindset savant, a former architect turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Tibor Notch. What is up, Mindset Nation? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm immensely grateful for each and every one of you who tuned into this podcast today, the Mindset Horizon podcast. And if you feel like you're getting value out of these conversations, I would highly encourage you to join the Mindset Nation Facebook group, a global community of Mindset Horizon, where I'm there every single day to support you, to answer your questions, either if it's connected to the podcast, episode topics, or if it's connected to your goals and aspirations in life and business, I am there to support you for free every single day. You can join the Mindset Nation community at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash Mindset Nation. Once again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash Mindset Nation. Or simply go to our website, MindsetHorizon.com. And in the main menu on the top of the site, you will find a button that says Mindset Nation. And there you can join the global community of like-minded listeners. I'm super excited to welcome you and connect with you in the Facebook group. And now let me introduce today's guest. So my guest today is Alex Pavi, who is the CEO of Coaching Ignited, a sales and marketing training company for personal trainers. He's also the co-owner of Sevecta Media, who specializes in digital marketing for solutions for fit pros, coaches, course providers, and fitness business owners. After spending several years in the property business selling off-plan developments to wealthy investors, Alex launched a succession of businesses in the e-commerce and marketing space. His current time is split between consulting, product development, coaching contracts, and hosting his podcast. At the beginning of today's episode, we dive deeper into Alex's entrepreneurial journey, and he shares one mindset tip that contributed to his success as an entrepreneur and helped him with confidence and developing a successful entrepreneurial identity and mindset. In the middle of the episode, we talk about business and marketing strategies for service-based online entrepreneurs, coaches, and consultants. Alex shares tips and tools on positioning yourself as an expert in your industry and why podcasting is one of the best ways to do so. Closer to the end of the episode, Alex shares his experiences with podcasting and how it helped him change his life and the trajectory of his business. If you want to find out more about today's guest and check out the free resources, book recommendations, and detailed show notes, as always, simply head over to our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. You can also use the search bar on our website where you can simply type in Alex Pavi 
to find the episode's show notes page. And so Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's welcome today's guest. Hi, Alex, and welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's, um, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, really looking forward to speaking to you today. Yeah, Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I'm super excited too uh, to talk about different topics, personal development and business. And it's fun because um, I had the chance to be a guest on your show and thank you so much for that. So you're also a podcaster, amongst other things, of course. Um, you're the host of the Coaching Ignited podcast. But I want to give you the chance to talk to us a little bit more about yourself and let's say focusing on your entrepreneurial journey and your transitioning, because as far as I know, you also transitioned uh, from the corporate world to entrepreneurship and you started your own business. So how was this journey unfolding for you? Yeah, great question. I'm going to keep it really short because um, I know we don't have a great deal of time. So I'll try and collapse time as much as possible. But I think I've always yeah. been quite entrepreneurial. Even in school, I used to buy sweets from the sweet shop and then I would basically sell them in class. So when demand was high and people didn't have access to the shop and they wanted a sweet, then I could charge a premium for a chocolate <laughs> bar. Um, and so I did that cool. and uh, I, I did all sorts of like little hustling throughout school and selling things and flipping things. Um, and that's kind of really where I got the taste for things. And then um, I'm going to fast forward now to when I went into uni and left uni, I went into the corporate world and decided to work for someone else. And I was selling real estate to investors and really enjoyed it. I got a taste of a business, not owning a business, but selling a lot of real estate, dealing with a lot of business mm. owners, very wealthy people in China, in the Middle East um, and all over the world. And I was looking at the CEO of the company and I was like, I want to be in his position one day where I'm running this big team, this big company. And um, that's kind of where the idea came from to run my own business. And then we got an opportunity by um, this American business owner to set up a company in the UK for him. So I basically got um, this offer from my now business partner to leave my corporate role and set up a company with him on behalf of this American um, business owner. He gave us a million dollars in investment to set this company up. And me and my wow. business partner set it up. It was an e-com company dealing in uh, events all around the world, sporting events. And we grew it to multi-seven figures within the space of just 12 months. Um, so super successful, built it to seven staff. Wow. And then from there, we were like, okay, cool. So we've moved from corporate, we've moved to kind of directorship and then handling uh, an investment and building a company. Now we want full ownership and we want to do our own thing. So we kind of took the uh, very uh, healthy income that we made from being directors in that company and we set up our own companies. So we started with a social media agency, then we moved into setting up a coaching company, which is Coaching Ignited. And then we started another venture where we help online fitness coaches as well with their sales, with their marketing, with their Facebook ads, funnels, and optimization. And that's pretty much where we're up to right now. So we generally deal with the fitness niche where we deal with personal trainers on the gym floor, right up to personal trainers and coaches that want to go online. And then 
online fitness coaches that want to make seven figures in online revenue. Wow, that's amazing. So I uh, obviously I didn't know all these details about your entrepreneurial journey, but that's really fascinating. And uh, thank you so much for sharing that with me and with Mindset Nation. Uh, I want to get back to, so one question connected to the story in terms of personal development. So if you look back at this journey, um, and you think about, you know, the personal development aspect of your journey, mm-hmm. maybe the mindset aspect, like what is, what is the one mindset tip that would you, that you would give to people today that help you become successful in business? Uh, where there's some kind of, um, you know, personal development practice or, or what helped you with your mindset, so to speak? Yeah, that's a great question. And, um, I'm getting really good memories of when I was pretty young, actually, uh, about 17 years old, and I started reading books. And the Mm -hmm. classic books like How to Win Friends and Influence People, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, um, Mm. Seven (laughs) Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, I think. And I was reading all these books at 17, and I was reading Think and Grow Rich, and I knew from that point, that I was going to be a millionaire. So wow. I always had it in my mind since I was 17 years old that I was going to be a millionaire. I wanted to be a millionaire, but I didn't know how. I, and, I, and I wasn't worried about how or what I was going to do to get it. I just knew I had what it took within me to do it because I stole the confidence from these books. Wow. And I think that's where it came from. So like, if you're asking for a tip, it, it's just like explore, read, consume mm-hmm. knowledge from some great people, some thought leaders and people that have changed the world or affected change in a big way and steal their confidence and their belief and their teachings. And that's what I did. I almost leaned on them. I stood on the shoulders of giants, so to speak. And I imagined what it would be like to implement the things that they were talking about and think the way they think. And I just carried on reading and reading and reading and it didn't take me anywhere very quickly. I obviously just went into the corporate world and wasn't super entrepreneurial to begin with after school, but then mm-hmm. it kind of led me and subconsciously, I think it was that early reading and all those books that I consumed and all that thinking and dreaming and believing that I could be a millionaire, that it kind of led me back to the entrepreneurial journey. Wow, that's amazing. I think uh, reading books are really, really important. First and foremost, you know, it's really inspiring to to read some kind of um, empowering books such as Think and Grow Rich or um, some other books that can help you with your mindset, right? Because you want to get into this state of inspiration uh, so that you can actually execute on your actions or goals. Because even if you have the how, like you know what to do, you have some strategies, like what if you don't feel motivated to do so or, or, or something like that. So I think it's a really important aspect you mentioned confidence and maybe also identity, but what I really like to focus on uh, when it comes to personal development in entrepreneurship, for example, is the fact that when you are starting to become an entrepreneur, like you don't have this identity of an entrepreneur, like you have to cultivate this mindset and identity, the person, basically the confidence so that you can become this person who believes, as you mentioned, you were certain that you're going to be a millionaire. So did these books help you to have this confidence and this certainty 
I think what it did was it planted the seeds. And because I was very young and impressionable, I wasn't in a very rigid mindset because I wasn't a fully grown adult, so to speak. I, I was a dreamer, right? Because as kids, yeah. we can dream and we can imagine things. And when you ask a little kid, what do you want to be when they grow up? They have all these great ideas and they feel very confident that they could be an astronaut, right? Or someone yeah. that, that builds rockets or whatever, right? They're very creative and they're very ambitious. But as we get older, I think we uh, detach from our dreams and our goals a lot. So I was very impressionable back then. And I think I planted the seeds at the right time. And it took them many years to come to fruition, right? So it mm, took over yeah. a decade for me to really get to not even where I want to be because I've not even started yet. I'm probably at 1% right now. But I'm starting to see those plants start to pop their heads through the, the soil, so to speak. But that mm. comes through, um, like you said, creating the identity and Mm. I think what I struggled with initially was because I went into university, the standardized route, just like you did, because you were in uh, engineering, I believe you told me before. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I went into the corporate world and I became an employee and I cultivated an employee mindset, right? Mm. Where you listen to your employer, you do what you're told and you perform. But um, I know from doing... Um, the four tendencies test. And I recommend anyone do this. Um, I think it's from Gretchen something. We do it with our clients, but it's, um, it's a four tendencies test and it, it tells you what your tendency is. So there's, there's four tendencies. There's a people pleaser, there's an upholder, um, there's a rebel, and then there's, there's one other. But I found that I was a rebel. So I have rebel tendencies, which mm -hmm. is kind of good for entrepreneurial ambition right where you want to do things your own way you're not um very obedient to authority and yeah you want to take your own path and i always had those tendencies and i noticed it even when i was in the corporate world where i was told how to do something but i thought actually i want to do it my own way and i want to put my own spin on it and so i almost felt like i was trying to get out of that employee identity anyway for a long time and i wanted to be my own boss and I wanted to be calling the shots and making my own decisions. Um, so I don't want to say that people are born with it or um, mm. it's, it's naturally there, but I think the seeds early on that I planted from consuming the right things uh, paved the way subconsciously for, for me going into that entrepreneurial space afterwards. Yeah. 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 Um, hundred percent. So um, that definitely, I think, you know, it influences the brain. And so then, you know, this is how you develop your brain. But I think it's, you know, based on the fact that we have this neuroplasticity, this ability to rewire your brain, it's never too late. So um, if you're not 16 or 12 right now <laughs> or 17, you can, you can start. Like you can start uh, anytime reading those books and, you know, cultivating a stronger mindset, let's say so. And um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing those things, uh, Alex. Uh, it's really valuable. And I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into business. Mm -hmm. You you were also working in sales, which is which is really cool. I was in sales. I was working when I started after university. I I was a I was a sales support engineer, and I kind of like um, I was working in sales for a couple of years in Hungary and also in Germany. 
And I learned a lot from sales. Like, um, you know, I, I always enjoyed connecting with people. So that was my that was my favorite thing actually when it came to sales. Like like connecting with people, helping them with the services, products. And if you believe in your services and products, that's kind of like easy because you know that you are bringing value uh, to the table. You're giving um, some value to those people, and that's that's I think a good feeling. But Actually, I wanted to um, dive deeper into sales and marketing, mm-hmm. focusing on, you know, um, you work with personal trainers first and foremost. But if we think about people, consultants, coaches who want to establish a online coaching business, let's say, so or a service-based practice online, what are some of the key principles? Like, this is now a broad question. Yeah. What are some of the key principles that you would uh, teach or that you teach to these people when it comes to building a online business? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, I'm going to use um, a typical online coach coming into the market. Now we deal with fitness coaches, but this is relevant to any coach starting out from scratch. And there's some key things that you need to do in order to be successful online. And you've probably heard a lot of this stuff before because mm-hmm. it's very prevalent in the market. It's common knowledge, I would hope. But number one is you need to position yourself as an expert and you want to do that as quickly as possible. And the only way to do that is pick a niche, right? A mm, niche. Yeah, yeah. Part of the market that you're going to focus on where you can fix one or two of their painful problems. And the reason why you want to pick a niche versus trying to target everyone is if you try and target everyone, then you're just a general practitioner and you're not an authority, right? Whereas if you start picking one particular group of people to help, you can then build your whole marketing, your whole offer, your whole sales process, your whole program around that particular niche and create one production line. So versus trying to to, um, build three separate cars, for example, a Mercedes, Mm a BMW, and let's say a Lamborghini, To build all those three cars, you need three production lines. You need a lot of resources, a lot of staff, um, a lot of design, a lot of resources. Whereas if you just focused on building one car, like Mm, a Lamborghini or a BMW or the Mercedes, and just focused on one of those production lines, you will get very good at producing those cars and producing them very efficiently versus jumping from one thing to the next and having to keep changing your production. And it's the same with an online coach. You want to pick something, stick to it, find a painful problem, and then build your whole marketing around fixing that niche's problem. Just like we do personal trainers and online coaches, we only focus on those people so that we can be the best in the world at fixing their problems. Mm -hmm. And that Mm. means your offer becomes then more attractive because when your market understands that you only serve them, they then look at you as an authority and someone that they can trust as an expert to fix the problem. Just like I yeah. wouldn't go to um, a general practitioner to get brain surgery. I would go to a brain surgeon because he's a specialist at doing brain surgery all day long. I've just had a hair transplant as well. I wouldn't go to the dentist to get a hair transplant. <laughs> I would go to a top surgeon who deals with hair transplants. And it's the same when you're trying to target a specific group of people. 
You want to be the the number one of that thing and known for just doing that one thing. And if you do that, the offer becomes easier to construct. The program becomes very scalable because you're fixing the same problem over and over again. And the cool thing is your pricing can go up and up and up because you're just creating amazing results for one group of people. And that creates more authority. With more authority, you have more trust. With more trust, you can increase your prices and command more fees for your services. Yeah, Alex, I think uh, trust is a huge, huge word. Um, we're going to dive deeper maybe into that. But I first wanted to ask you about, you know, if um, if there is a coach listening right now um, and they want to build, start building a audience, let's say online, like what should they do? Because, you know, they don't have, they don't have a community, they don't have an audience, like what are some of the ways they can actually start, you know, building people around them or, uh, you know, fostering relationships who they can serve in some way with their services? Yeah, great question. So number one, establish who you want to serve, okay? Because you need to know who you're targeting before you build an audience. Otherwise, you're going to build an audience that's not relevant to what you're going to offer, right? So again, go back to the niche, decide who you're going to serve. Let's say. Um, it's accountants. You want to help accountants. Okay. Yeah. In some yeah. way. Yeah. What you would then do is you don't need any fancy websites, marketing or paid mm-hmm. marketing or funnels or paid traffic. You want to start off organically using the resources that you have at your fingertips, which you can start using right now, which would be a social media platform. And I would suggest using something like Facebook. Facebook is very easy to navigate and find your ideal customers. Maybe for accountancy, though, LinkedIn might be even better because they're clearly identifying themselves as accountants mm-hmm. because it will be in their profile. So one or the other, but the same principles are going to um, be true for both platforms. Once you've established who you're going to serve and who you're going to go after, let's say it's accountants, you pick a mm-hmm. platform like Facebook or LinkedIn, then you start putting out content relevant to that particular niche. So Mm -hmm. what you need to do is you need to understand what is the pain point or problems of accountants. Now I'll give you guys and the listeners a great resource. Um, It's called Story Brand by Donald Miller, I think the author is. And you can go on storybrand.com or something to that effect. And you can basically... um, do this exercise where it'll help you identify um, the painful problem of your ideal customer and how to position yourself as the guide to fix that problem. And it basically follows the same script as a blockbuster movie, effectively. Any great blockbuster <laughs> follows this same path yeah. where there's someone going through a struggle, struggle, they meet like a mentor or a guide. Um, the mentor or the guy takes them through a process. Hunger Games is a good example of this. And then mm. they, they help them succeed. And at the end, it's all sunshine and rainbows and a happy ending, et cetera. And this is kind of the journey you want to take your prospects on or the people that you're targeting, targeting through your messaging and content. So you get clear about their pain points and then you put out content that basically addresses the concerns and frustrations and things that keep them up at night so that they can see that you understand the pain that they're going through. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And then they're going to see you as someone that understands, and then they're going to see you as an expert. And when they see you as an expert, that's going to build that trust. What is up, Mindset Nation? I hope you guys are enjoying today's episode, and we're going to get back to this conversation very soon after thanking to our sponsors. I'm immensely grateful for each and every one of you who tuned into this podcast today, the Mindset Horizon podcast. And if you feel like you're getting value out of these conversations and want to learn more about mindset, entrepreneurship, or podcasting, or simply you want to hang out with other like-minded listeners, I would highly encourage you to join the Mindset Nation Facebook group, a global community of Mindset Horizon, where I'm there every single day to answer your questions, either if it's connected to the podcast episode topics, or if it's connected to your goals and aspirations in life and business, I am there to support you for free every single day. On top of all that, I go live every Thursday for at least 30 minutes so that we can get to know each other even more. I can answer your questions or teach you more about mindset, entrepreneurship, content marketing, branding, or podcasting. You can join the Mindset Nation community at mindsethorizon.com forward slash mindset nation. Once again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash mindset nation, or simply go to our website, mindsethorizon.com. And in the main menu on the top of the site, you will find a button that says mindset nation. And there you can join the global community of like-minded listeners. I'm super excited to welcome you and connect with you in the Facebook group. And until then, be limitless, my friend. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary, and changemaker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility, and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you've answered this question with hell yeah, now this is your chance. According to Edison Research in the US, podcasting is one of the fastest growing medium. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, build credibility, and scale your impact and business, I have good news for you. I provide one-on-one mentoring and group coaching programs where I teach how to start your own epic podcast from scratch, build credibility, and scale your online presence and business. You can read more about these services at mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast mentoring. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast mentoring. On top of all that, I provide a 30-minute free discovery call where we can see if podcasting is something that can help you scale your brand and business. You can book a free discovery call with me at mindsethorizon.com forward slash free call. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash free call. Or simply shoot me an email at tibor at mindsethorizon.com. That's T-I-B-O-R, tibor at mindsethorizon.com. So Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's get back to today's Mindset Transforming Conversation. And now you're probably thinking, well, I don't have any of those people in my network. And it's just like offline, doing it online. You cultivate relationships with people, right? You engage in conversation. You go into groups, which is great on Facebook, where you can find people. So if you typed in the search bar and you typed in accountants, you could find probably 50 groups that are dedicated purely to accountants. You join those groups, Mm. you engage in the conversation, you befriend people, you add them to your network and you become friends. And then when they see your feed and your profile on what you're talking about, they're going to go, huh, this person knows a lot about painful problems of accountants. I wonder what they do and what they offer and how they could help me. And you can see then how that then could lead to more in-depth relationships 
potentially client relationships mm. and you selling a coaching package to fix that problem. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's brilliant and very smart. So um, you can use social media and Facebook groups. Uh, you mentioned a couple of really, really great things. Um, and also trust in cultivating relationships. So, you know, when it comes to content creation, um, and you also started your own podcast, for example. So I want to transition into podcasting a little bit. Yeah. Because podcasting is is one of the ways to create content and build this trust, uh, position your, yourself as an expert. Or um, I would say, you know, it's a, it's a really great way of creating a intimate relationship with your uh, listeners. They might be your ideal customers. Um, so I think it's a great way of um, creating content. I'm curious about your journey with podcasting, for example. Why did you launch your podcast? Was it because of you wanted to create content and, you know, foster these relationships with people? Like what was some of your um, ideas behind starting your podcast? Yeah, it's a great question. And I can't take credit for starting my podcast because I was at a Gary, oh. <laughs> I was at a Gary Vee event in London. Um, wow. I think it was a couple of uh, years ago. And he was talking about building relationships, Facebook ads, um, and partnerships. I think those are the three big things that he was talking about. And I was sat next to these two business owners, friends of mine, Sean Anderson and Hisham Azuz. And um, they had a podcast called the Recruit mm-hmm. Roller Coaster Podcast, which was growing really fast and generating them a lot of business. And um, Hisham just said to me, he said, uh, Alex, you should start a podcast. And I was like, I don't know anything about podcasting. It's not really on my agenda. I don't even know if I have the time to do it. He said, listen, trust me. Now is the time to start a podcast. You should definitely start it, put out relevant content to your demographic, these trainers that you're trying to help, bring on thought leaders and guests, and I can guarantee you that it will create a big impact on your business. So I'm Mm -hmm. I'm a very much um, action taker, so I'll at least try something and decide for myself. So I said, okay, cool. I'm going to commit to starting one. I'll put 10 shows out and see how I get on. And that was kind of the thought behind it. And another Mm -hmm. thing that um, kind of interested me about the whole podcasting thing was it's a great opportunity for me to learn even more. I'm I'm a sponge. I like learning. I like listening. Um, I like listening to podcasts specifically. And I was like, okay, cool. Maybe I can position this where I can reach out to people that I just want to speak to and learn from Mm -hmm. and gain some knowledge from in the process. And if it generates any leads in business, great. That's going to be an upside. But at the very least, I'll get information, insights, and it will give me good authority. Just like uh, Daniel Priestley says in the Key Personal of Influence book, having a podcast or being featured in articles is a great way to give you leverage and give you that uh, key person of influence authority. And so I ran with it. And uh, yeah, I've been doing an episode ever since, done over 106 shows, launched Mm. another podcast with my business partners that probably gets about 3,000 listeners a show in our group, which is um, massive, and we do it live. And then my other business partner has then taken what I've learned and launched his own podcast. And they all basically feed into each other like a triangle marketing um system so we've we've really leveraged the podcasting thing over the last couple of years and it's been responsible for a lot of business and it's probably our number one um trust building tool 
to generate online coaching clients, leads and prospects. So yeah, mm. very powerful. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing it. It's really interesting because, you know, some people might be wondering, or people in general, like podcasting is becoming really hot, right? So according to Edison Research, one of the fastest growing medium. And so some people might be wondering what a podcast can do for them, right? Like you mentioned, for example, building your authority or this expert effect um, thing, right? So you can you can position yourself as an expert. You can use it as a lead generation tool. So there are different things, right? You can uh, have more brand exposure. You can build this um, trust with your uh, listeners and and um, you know foster these relationships. And I would also think because you know when it comes to content creation, we can talk about written content, video content, podcasts like audio content. And so, you know, for example, a coach or a consultant who starts their own business online, like they they just don't know what I should do, what they should do, um, if they should create, you know, written content, video content, audio content, and if so, why? Like, for example, connected to podcasting, how did you feel? How did this help you curate deeper relationships or why podcasting, let's say, uh, besides other things like YouTube channel, video, written content, blog posts, whatever. So, Yeah, great, great question. Um, number one, uh, it's probably like one of the easiest mediums if you're just doing audio, right? So mm-hmm. much easier to produce than, let's say, a YouTube video because that requires more production, editing, very laborious. Whereas podcast is very easy <laughs> yeah. to create, right? Uh, and I'm yeah. not a good writer. I've got a, a writer that writes for me and does my emails and content now because I'm I'm crap at writing and I know that. But I'm generally Ooh, man. Yeah. I know my weaknesses. It, I know my weaknesses. But Yeah. When it came to to writing, sorry for interrupting. I I'm just not a native speaker. And I was like, when I started Mindset Horizon, I was like, writing for me was just so time consuming. Like um, you know. Speaking was easier, like speaking, I know I could speak, like I could speak in Hungarian. Um, I just needed to practice the language a little bit more so that I can speak, you know, better, faster, whatever it is. But I know I can develop myself. But writing for me was just like, you know, this struggling, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to- You've just got to play to your strengths, right? But I'm also looking at a strategic standpoint. So I know with a podcast, voice is becoming very popular. People like to multitask. And a podcast, you can hold people's attention a long time. Because if you're creating like videos and stuff, um, they're great. But there's lots of distractions around the video, particularly if you're posting it on social media where they can just keep scrolling or find something else. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they tune into a pod- podcast, you may have got them locked in for 30 to 60 minutes listening to you, which is a long time and it helps you build a lot of trust. But what we've done as well is we've doubled up on what we do. And not only do we record it in audio, but we also go live on video on Facebook in our group when we do the OTF one, where there's 12 and a half thousand people in there. So they get exposure to us like video exposure and we get to record the podcast then it gets edited up and pushed out to all the platforms and i do the Mm -hmm. same on my personal profile when i do a coach ignited podcast where i'll record the video live i'll do a facebook live and i'll record the audio so i'm i'm hitting two areas video audio at the same time then it's getting 
produced and pushed out on all the platforms and getting sent out again. So it's a very efficient way of creating content and putting yourself out there when you double up on, say, a live stream and a recording at the same time, then you push it out to the platforms. And I feel like podcasting is just getting more and more popular from the consumers. And you've got things like Google Play, Alexa, all these things. Voice is getting big. Voice is going to become one of the most sought-after mediums for from the consumers to consume content whilst they're doing other stuff, right? Because I notice it. I'm a busy person. I've got a lot of things going on. I like to listen and do something else. And even when I'm training, I'm listening to something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm yeah. training, I'm, do, I'm doing my workout, I'm listening to a podcast or I'm prepping meals or I'm doing, I'm always doing something at the same time. So I, I realized that's the case and that's going to become more apparent as people have less attention and are willing to sit down for long periods of time doing nothing but but listening or watching. And so I, I knew podcasting would be a good platform to position. And so I got in when I did and I feel like it's paying off. But you've got to be prepared to put in at least a year without anything in return. That's yeah. what I think when it comes to podcasting. It's not like an overnight success or it's not something mm. that's going to kick out ROI for you straight away. And a lot of time you don't even know that your mm. return is coming from the podcast because people are listening to it. You don't actually see who they are a lot of the time. And then you'll get on a phone with someone they'll be like, yeah, I've been listening to your podcast for a year. Uh, I, I remember when you were out in Thailand and or you were out in Ibiza when you got your hair transplant how's it all going and they feel like they know you and it's like wow people are, are listening to this and they know me really well because I've told my whole yeah, life story you know what I mean so it's just powerful and you don't realize what it's doing in the background to cultivate the relationships and that's what I love about online there's so much leverage by putting out content 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 that it can just do all the heavy lifting for you and cultivate the relationships so they're easier to bring into your world and convert maybe into clients if they're a good fit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great insights. Thank you so much for sharing them. Um, you know, I, I think in general, like podcasting also is a long-term content strategy, I would say so. So uh, if someone is listening and thinking about content marketing, like, you know, doing a blog, we're having a blog, um, creating videos, like all those things, I think long-term strategies to create, um, you know, or, or to generate more leads, maybe podcasting. I don't know, like the difference, but for example, if you want to generate leads, I would recommend, you know, doing Facebook lives, for example, for example, maybe in your group or, or on your Facebook page, podcasting might be slower but I think if you have a great call to action, like for example, I you know invite people to my Facebook group on my podcast, especially in my solo episodes, I talk to them like one on one, you know, hey my friend, this is I'm talking to one person, right? And I'm not talking to people like hey mindset nation or hey people, what is up? I'm talking to a person, and I kind of like you know I'm trying to be how to say really personal in the sense that I'm talking to, to just one person and I'm, I invite them to my Facebook group or to my world where I can actually serve them better or connect with them. Like that's a great way to build this trust, so to speak. And what I also wanted to mention is that, you know, in the gym, as you said, people can tune in uh, when they walk the dog, whatever it is, you know, they, they have this chance, as you mentioned, uh, compared to a video, for example, 
uh, in order to watch a video, you have to look at the screen. Uh, you might be, you might have some distractions, you know, around you, Facebook notifications, whatever it is. And then podcasting creates this sacred space, right? To um, people tune in for half an hour, and it's just like a really a long time compared to watching videos for three, uh, five minutes, and so on so social media. And uh, when I when I was on your podcast, we talked about this. You asked me about what what was some of my biggest benefits from podcasting, and I would say it was building also business relationships. So not just focusing on the audience and fostering uh, relationships with your uh, listeners and maybe customers, but also creating business relationships. So from a business point of view, I was just wondering, did you have some benefits? Did you experience some benefits since you started your podcast? That's a great question because in 25 minutes, um, I've got a call with a client or uh, a client that were just about to onboard who was in the first 10 podcast guests of my show. <laughs> so, <You> see? <laughs> I think it's perfect. So yeah, we're literally doing his onboarding call in 35 minutes and he was one of my original guests on this show. Uh, we've actually signed, I think we've signed two or three guests now as clients um, which is awesome. <laughs> so even our guests wow. become yeah. clients. Uh, but also I found my first mentor on a podcast and mm. then uh, he mentored us. We kind of outgrew him. We then became business partners <laughs> and then we became podcast hosts of another podcast together. So. Wow. And that all started on listening to someone else's podcast, hearing him, reaching out. He mentored us in certain departments in our business. We got much bigger. Then he realized that we could help him. Then we partnered up. Now we do a podcast together with his wife. Mm. So wow, that's podcast awesome. has been very good to me. Podcasting in general, great relationships. Um, mm. It's actually changed my life to a without um without sounding cliche it has right if you think yeah. about it yeah. signing clients um guests are becoming clients i found someone that dramatically changed my business then became a partner then became a podcast <laughs> host together where we now generate way more business off the back of it and it's leading to loads of crazy things and then my business partners launched a podcast off the back of us doing it which is generating mm. more traffic and revenue and building his brand so if you look at it, our core our, our core content is podcasting. Our whole mm, business, yeah. to some degree, is built around it. And we even use our podcast in our nurturing sequences. So when we mm. do like a podcast with, say, a client where they talk about their journey and it really positions us in a good way, we'll use that in our nurture sequence for prospects that are potentially working with us. So we use it as content to nurture people as well. Yeah. In our funnels, in our emails, um, pre-phone calls, all that kind of stuff. So we really get a good uh, use out of all our podcasts because we're strategic with everything we put out and produce. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, thank you so much for sharing this. We could talk uh, for hours about podcasting, but I want to be respectful of your time. And before I ask my last question, I um, wanted to ask you to talk to us a little bit more about your podcast, like if people tune in, what they can expect, what they can hear, and then also where people can uh, learn more about you or get in touch with you. 
Yeah, great question. So the podcast is designed um, very much for personal trainers, coaches, fitness professionals, but it is very much business-loaded principles that could help anyone. We talk Mm -hmm. a lot about different marketing strategies, sales strategies, mindset strategies, uh, all those great things. And I've had all kinds of different guests. I've had you on. Um, I've had people that own um, 10, 15 gyms. I've had influencers. I've had people that are very successful with Instagram, people that Mm -hmm. um, are building eight-figure companies um, in the consulting space. So there's a very good array of people on there. Um, and it's just very, um, very useful if you just want to learn different things about business from a different perspective. And what I say to a lot of people is even if you're not in the same space that we're in, it's sometimes good to look outside of your space to get ideas that you can then bring back to your space and be a mm. pioneer in your space because you took it from a different industry. And that's what I yeah, do. Wow. I look at space travel. I look at crypto. Uh, I look <laughs> recruitment. Wow. Uh, Because my friends have businesses in there. And I go, okay, like, how are they marketing that? How are they um, offering their services and businesses? And I go, "Hmm, I wonder if that can work for what we do. Can we put a different spin on it based on what we're learning in the crypto market or in recruitment Mm. or um, in e-com? Do you know what I mean? So I think to have a a well-diverse palette when it comes to your consumption so that you can pick up random ideas from different people. So if you want to check that out, it's on all the major platforms. Um, coaching ignited we've also got a facebook group to go with it called the coaching ignited facebook group which you can find on facebook and then if people wanted to connect with me personally it's alex c povey so that's p-o-v-e-y on instagram on tiktok on facebook on linkedin it's the same across all channels wow that's amazing thank you so much for sharing the links are going to be in the show notes and people will find us on our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. And so, Alex, thank you so much for being on the show. My last question, actually, I was just wondering, what is your future vision? Um, what do you want to achieve in, in the future? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Something that we've been considering a lot over the last couple of months. Right now, it's for me to build a team. Mm. around me um so we've got some interviews today and we've just hired some people but i want to build a team of people that number one are great assets to what we do but are also great people to spend time with because i've Mm. I've realized that business is awesome but it's so much better when you're doing it with other people because it's a team sport and i want to build my companies up with a great team around me I want to be able to reward people that work for me, really look after other people. And that will then free me up to work on higher level things, build a much bigger business, much more Mm. revenue, and allow me to work on other things that I'm passionate about, which is um, I like to build homes in third world countries. I like to support um, mental health in the UK and suicide prevention. Um, I want to do random acts of kindness where I'll just show up at people's homes and gift their kids who are struggling with a disease or cancer. And I want to do more charitable stuff in the future. And the only way I can do that is having thriving companies with teams that are helping me build them and manage them and making more resources so that I can then allocate it to worthy causes and things that I'm passionate about that will fulfill me. 
because I like material mm-hmm. things. I like cars. I like watches. I like homes. But I don't find that they fulfill me that much. Whereas when I can change someone or change a life, again, I know it sounds cliche, but I realize that's what really gets me going. And being yeah. able to impact another human being, big or small, is what I want to do. And so that's kind of my vision. Build a team to help me create more leverage and resources to impact more people uh, with charity, with other businesses that I'm creating, and just offer my clients an amazing service that they can't get anywhere else and build mm. amazing relationships with everyone along the way and do it in an ethical way without having to tear people down to get to where I want to be. Wow, that's wonderful. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's amazing. So a team actually uh, is one of my, and I kind of like started building a team. Um, So I was wondering because, you know, human connection has a huge correlation to happiness, right? So when someone is working online, like, you know, we sometimes don't really meet people on a daily basis in person, right? And so uh, I think human connection is huge. And so I was just wondering, do you want to build a in-person team, right? So not a remote virtual team, but rather a a team and then, you know, hang out with people, so to speak, in the team? Yeah, it's a great question. I've built an in-person team before and it was good, but it's it's very labor intensive because they've got a lot of access to you because they're mm-hmm. there in front of you. Um, wow. So that's yeah. the downside. They have a lot of access to you and that can become distracting. Um, and the way that we're building our business now is very nimble and flexible. And I want to be able to move around a lot in terms of I want to be in my office, but then I might want to be in Ibiza or Vancouver or Japan or America for trips, etc. And so I don't want to have the responsibility of having to man a team in an office. And when I go, then things change. I would rather have them all built in remote anyway. And that's just more efficient as well for us because then we don't have a big overhead of space um, and we can move around, be much more nimble. So right now I have a VA, I have a copywriter, they're both remote and the girl that we're looking at hiring next, she'll be working from home as well. And we'll just be checking in online via Zoom, via Slack and Mm -hmm. communicating back and forth with video which is very efficient uh, for us. And maybe that changes in the future. But yeah, I think it's going to be super flexible and remote for the time being. Uh, mm. And then maybe I'll reevaluate in a couple of years' time. Yeah. Uh, Alex, thank you so much for sharing again. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I wish you good luck with these with these aspirations and, and goals. And um, thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Love doing these uh, interviews. And uh, yeah, I'll speak to you soon, my friend. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Mindset Horizon podcast. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, be sure to head to our website, MindsetHorizon.com, where you'll also have the ability to join the Mindset Nation community for more insight and empowerment to help you reach your full potential. That's all available exclusively on MindsetHorizon.com.